recorded live. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to this May 26, 2016 edition of the Everything is Energy show. This is your host, Judy Greeno, here with EMC Squared co-founder, Roberta Holetic, to talk about the AIM program of energetic balancing and recent additions to the database to further help support our self-healing and to strengthen our sense of well-being. To learn more about our co-founders and to get their book, Sanctuary, the Path to Consciousness, which chronicles the decades of work and history that preceded the launch of the AIM program, please consult your facilitator and their website or aimprogram.com. As we begin, we want to remind you that AIM energetic balancing is not medicine or healthcare. It does not diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. EMC Squared's holographic spiritual technology helps you heal energetic imbalances in consciousness where everything is created and where all true healing occurs. Only you can heal you. AIM assists you in doing so 24-7. Imbalances in consciousness are what EMC Squared believes to be the predispositions or potentials for eventual negative manifestation unless healed by you. Once healed from your consciousness, hereditary imbalances are gone for good, they don't return, and they cannot be passed on to offspring. Remember, too, when discussing the frequency components of newly revealed imbalances, that these components may have names that are the same as or that are similar to names of diseases, but we work with and are talking about energetic imbalances only, not about actual diseases. These components are what a newly revealed frequency is similar to in its potential manifestation if it's present in you. And as we do not perform physical tests of any kind, we cannot and do not confirm or dispute any medical diagnosis. Well, good morning, Roberta, on this glorious morning, yet another one here in Las Vegas. Good morning to you, too. It is a beautiful day today. The weather's going to be perfect, so we've got to take advantage. I, I hope uh, more of that is true across the, the U.S. It's, I, I try to watch the weather, but sometimes it's hard to watch tornadoes and all kinds of stuff. But uh, we're sure hoping everybody gets a, a beautiful long weekend. We were before the recording started. We were just talking about not being able to believe it's Memorial Day weekend already. I know the time is just clipping, and it hasn't. Normally in Las Vegas, we're really warm by now, and we mm-hmm. haven't been. So it's kind of thrown us off a little bit. Yeah, I know. It's been more, <laughs> like, been more like March. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Well, I'm, I looked at our list this morning, and looks like we've got, uh, they're all hereditary frequencies to talk about this morning, and you found two, you added, found and added two on Tuesday the 24th, and then three more yesterday. So we've got five, is that, uh, is that correct? That looks like uh, what I've got, too. Okay. Yeah, I think we're, we're ready to, we can go ahead and get started on these. Okay. Um First one I have is 9315. <clears throat> this was found on the 23rd, which was Monday. And um, this particular person that I found this in had um, was complaining that they were just not feeling really good, kind of fluey-like, and fainting, which was kind of different, and kind of dizziness, which was interesting because we um, I had heard that in like four other people. One was me, and um, so the term dizzy blonde came to mind. (laughs) I'm sure Stephen would have said Mm -hmm. that I was a dizzy blonde. Anyway, we have, um, this is similar to the frequencies of Clostridia phallax, Euangella, and equine protozoa myeloencephalitis, and Babesia bovis. 
It was found in the orbs of the liver, digestive tract, brain, low back, or wherever it is in you if you have it. The unresolved emotional frequency was jealousy. Our next one, I found this one on the 23rd as well. This particular person was um, complaining of joints, kind of pain. Um, I think this person also had a little bit of dizzy stuff going on and lung stuff. So this one we found was similar to the frequency of Yersinia pestis, which is an um, insect kind of thing, found in the orbs of the lungs, respiratory system, heart, digestive tract, stomach, colon, bladder, urinary tract, and kidneys, or wherever it is in you if you have it. The unresolved emotional frequency was depression. And I believe this person also, I don't have it noted here, but I think this person, it was high blood pressure. Yep. I'm not mistaken. You mentioned that Uh on Tuesday. So we're kind of, I had um, one person already um, emailed us about their blood pressure kind of going up and kind of moving around a little bit. Mm So um, that wouldn't be uncommon if you're... um, clearing that particular frequency or balancing that particular frequency. And, and Next, good good to just interject here real quick, especially for those who may be new to the AIM program, that there are a whole bunch of imbalances that can impact one's uh, blood pressure rate. And so stuff can vary. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. it may, you know, there are a lot of people who got their blood pressure stabilized or normalized over the years being on the AIM program, but uh, this just, just may be another imbalance layer in some people if they've still got an issue with that, right? Absolutely. You know, we have so many layers in it. um, The other day someone asked me if we had a frequency. It was a friend of mine, and she's been on the program for a really long time, so I was kind of dumbfounded when she said this because I said, you listen to all the calls. You've heard us talk about layers. And she goes, yeah, but do you have a frequency for, and I think it was for, um, uh, dementia oh, and I said but <laughs> you know there's so many layers we've talked about yeah. this because her mother and yeah. I said we have so many layers of this you know it could be you know there's so much and so I had to remind her of me and my back mm-hmm. and so you know she goes oh yeah that's right it took you a long time <laughs> and I go yeah there was a lot of layers you know to yeah. to clear through all of that stuff and we can't mm-hmm. get over stuff in a day and it's kind of, um, I I used to find this when we were in practice that a lot of times people would come in and they'd expect homeopathy or energetic work that we do to clear something overnight when yes. they've been taking maybe, you know, blood pressure medicine or sinus medicine for 10 years, 20 yep. years. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, well, how long have you been taking this medicine? They'd say, oh, <laughs> 20 years. And i go, and you expect us to be able to give you something that your body will just automatically clear up mm-hmm. in a day, and now you, after 20 years of taking this medication, you now all of a sudden don't have to take it? Maybe you should ask <laughs> the doctor why you're still taking yeah. the medication after 20 years. So it kind of it used to kind of make me feel like I was being attacked, sort of, you know. <laughs> I'm like, hey, wait a minute. You know, yeah. we can, our bodies can only do and move as fast as it can. And mm-hmm. so we have to clear out those layers. And so it's kind of re- undoing everything that we've done over the years. Yeah. So, and you got to remember what the word hereditary means. It didn't just, <laughs> didn't just show up, been there right. forever. 
Exactly. So mm-hmm. now this next one we found <laughs> in someone's little kitty cat. Mm-hmm. And this one is a frequency similar to yellow fever. And it was found in the orbs of the lungs, the respiratory system, digestive tract, stomach, colon, and liver, or wherever it is in you if you have it. And the emotional frequency was depression, which I know it's kind of hard to see that in a cat, but um, we're, this particular cat was Judy's cat, actually. Yep, my and, oldest. Yeah, and we've, we have a couple of, um, I've had like three special rechecks for cats lately. Yep. And they've all had, well, two had similar issues, yours and another kitty, had Mm -hmm. this not eating normally. They're eating, they're drinking, they're using the litter box, but not like normal. So their appetite is diminished, which is usually has something to do with their sinuses because if a cat can't smell, it won't eat. Mm -hmm. And um, my sister was mentioning this the other night when I was telling her about it, and she was saying to use really smelly food, like she would use sardines something that has a really strong smell, and sometimes yeah. that'll trigger them. But anyway, this particular kitty um, has this particular frequency, so we're waiting to see how um, that clears up, hopefully, the the liver. Because liver always mm-hmm. makes you not really feel like eating, too. It kind of has right. a, a weird thing, and it also gives you kind of a irritation, you're not real happy when you have liver stuff. It's more anger. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And that's that's uh, that's the common, one of the most significant, I think, components of the uh, frequency of yellow fever. It was interesting because I had um, I had corresponded uh, with the other uh, kitty owner, the, the kitty you found 9312 in. Mm-hmm. She and I had just exchanged emails uh, yesterday morning. And... Um, I think Tasha had a few more things going on other than uh, than Budsky did, but it was interesting when when you checked Tasha that she was also showing the presence of ninety three twelve, which was the last time you mentioned a kitty cat, a frequency you found in the kitty cat. That was on the seventeenth. We talked about that last week. Yeah, pretty um, pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, so we're hoping yeah. our our little kitties and we got a little puppy, and we're hoping that they're all. Um, on the mend and um, getting back to their normal spunky well, little selves. Well, I, you know, I told Tasha this morning that I, I fully expect that she is in the process of of teaching me a couple of lessons here, because <laughs> <laughs> which isn't surprising at all, um, because she's I she's probably seventeen, eighteen years old, Aww. which is not you know not young for a cat. Um, so it's like I've been kind of watching her for, for some time now, and she's very much of a lightweight um, over the last, I don't know, three to four years. But dramatic shift in things in the last uh, three, four days, which is why I put the recheck in. Um, and bless her heart, she made her contribution to the AIM program. But, you know, maybe it's a lesson for me, Roberta, and not necessarily Chuck's chalk anything up to old age, including in my cats, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they're just... 
I, you know, my cats are are like my kids, so yep. I'm always watching them. I'm, I've been checking my cats now with all this <laughs> going on. I'm like, okay, are you guys still, you know, I'm picking them up, and they're all like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> what are you like, doing? Yeah. Leave us alone, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like once they get to a certain size, they're kind of done with the being, you know, cuddled. I know. Unless they want to crawl up on your lap, that's a different story. But uh, I know it's kind of annoying because I tell them every <laughs> once in a while, "Why do I even have you? You know, I want I want you to sit on my lap. I want to be able to pet you." And they're like, "Ah, <laughs> oh well." <laughs> they are their own little little persons. Um, so next one we have on we found this one on May 25th. Now this one I'm hoping will have um, some major changes in people. This particular special recheck, this guy has had sinus issues his entire life. Mm. And um, and he isn't like a, a young, well, he's young, yes. But, I mean, it's not like a child. So he's had sinus stuff for quite some time. So um, this one I just found very interesting because we found the frequencies of a couple of fungus frequencies. However, this frequency was not similar to a fungus frequency. It was similar to a rickettsial frequency. But anyway, mm, okay. Um, first one was Murco Mercido, Rat Bite Fever, Histoplasma Capsulatum, and Babesia bovis and Bacillus cirrus. That's a mouthful. Anyway. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of those I hadn't heard before. Congratulations on your pronunciation. Oh, I'm trying. <laughs> um, found in the orbs of the sinuses and throat, eyes, lungs, respiratory system, digestive tract, stomach, colon, lymph glands, and um, low back and hip joints. So we've got a few things here that we're looking at. The unemotional or the emotional frequency was impatience. Now. What was interesting, and I'm trying to put this into words so that you guys will like, my brain's going faster than my mouth can go. Um, there were so many um, symptoms of this when I looked them up online for the Mercor Mercido. It's all respiratory stuff, and they talk about shortness of breath, asthma, conjunctivitis, um, dark circles under the eyes, um, chronic sinusitis, um, breathing problems, sneezing, wheezing, teary eyes, itchy nose, postnasal drip, and all these kind of things. So, and then the the other one, histoplasmosis, is more of a yeast thing, and it survives in the body temperature of mammals. So there we go. Um, swollen lymph glands. Um, aches and pains and fever and abdominal pains, so kind of flu-like symptoms. But I, we've got like six people, I think, that I've kind of perused around and asked about. A couple here in the office with sinus issues. My nephew has terrible sinuses, and he thought it's because he just moved to Las Vegas. And my <laughs> other half, who you've heard me talk about with his asthma, and. It, it was interesting. I um, was talking to this other guy who is not on AIM, who I'm trying to get on AIM, who really needs AIM because his sinuses are so bad. He said that when he goes to California, he works a lot in California, and then he comes back. He said as soon as they open the door on the plane 
when he gets lands in Nevada, he starts getting congested. So there's something in the air for him. But I told him that this could really help. So I'm kind of, to make a long story short here, I'm hoping that this is going to help a lot of us with sinus issues. So um, I know a lot of it has to do with allergies because there is stuff that pollinates here in Vegas that we sure. don't have in other places. Mm-hmm. And it's very dry here, So, and we're a desert, so there's desert stuff that we're susceptible to. But hopefully this will get to the bottom of a lot of that, and then we'll just have the seasonal allergy. Yeah, and even and even um, even the seasonal, what we refer to as seasonal allergies, and a lot of people people just automatically expect sort of like you know getting a cold every year. That may maybe at some point, if there's nothing hereditarily left there, these the seasonal stuff will ha- won't have as much impact on people either, right? Yeah, I'm thinking that um, this is in so many of the digestive or the sinus the respiratory, the throat, the eyes, all of those glands and stuff, that it'll clear that out and then we'll be able to strengthen that. So then when we do have the seasonal stuff, it won't be this bad. Because these people that I'm talking about have pretty strong allergies. So we're hoping that it'll take away a lot of that stuff, like you said. And then when the, the little allergy times come around, like when things are pollinating in the spring and I guess it's like October is a big time too, that when those things are pollinating that they'll just be a glip, you know, and it won't yeah. be devastating. The um, quick question here, the Babesia bovis and Bacillus cirrus mm-hmm. uh, frequency components, mm-hmm. did the person you found this in, did, did he have any, any low back or, or, or hip joint issues that you were aware of? He didn't mention that. Okay. But I'm going to check myself. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> that was, I was thinking that. I'm like, should I ask her that? <laughs> I'm going to check myself because this morning my my hip comes and goes. Yeah. And I thought it, you know, last week I was talking about I tried this new, I'm doing this new workout thing. And I mm-hmm. thought maybe it's that, but I don't think so because I'm doing a trampoline thing. And that's mm-hmm. supposed to be really good for your joints and stuff. So I don't yeah. really think that that should be impacting it, but I don't know. So yeah. um, I'll find out more on that and I'll I'll update you next week as to if I have this one because my hip has been hurting, but I do have a little bit of sinus. And I've never had sinus issues before. So mm-hmm. Um, I'm not what I call an allergetic kind of person. I am with makeup and stuff, but never with sinus stuff. So hmm. anyway, but maybe okay. that's where we're clearing our throats, Judy. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll chalk it up to that. Now the next one we found in another little kitty. Really? Um, yeah. This one I found yesterday as well. And this little guy is actually Eileen and Stephen's cat, Buster. Oh. Yeah, little Buster is having a little bit of a rough go of it right now. So we were using Bach flowers on him for grieving. He's really sad. But he has an ear issue, and he has a, um, I guess he's been itching his ear a lot, so he's got an infection in his ear. And then on the same side, he's having problems with his teeth. Poor little guy. And he's a big boy. Oh, he's beautiful. I put a picture of him up on Facebook this morning. He's a big boy. I'll go look. And he's just adorable. So last night I was um, telling Eileen what I found in him, and we found Venezuelan equine encephalitis, Clostridia bifermentans, and Sora. Now, Sora is, if you 
any of you know anything about Samuel Hahnemann, who was the um, father of homeopathy, um, he described sore as one of the oldest diseases in existence. And then he says it's, I mean, Samuel Hahnemann is long gone. He was the, um, the guy who discovered this. Um, in Greek, the word sore means scabies, and you know scabies is itchy. Right. So it's one of the most itchy diseases ever, and it was one of the first miasms or hereditary frequencies that Samuel Hahnemann ever um, found, and he called it the intolerable itch. So it's very itchy, and um, it's aggravated by heat, but um, it's just it's it's kind of a, a interesting one here. So we'll see what goes on with this one. But anyway, I was telling Eileen where it was, and I said it's in the brain, the muscles, the joints, the lymph glands, the circulatory system, digestive tract, stomach, colon, and skin, or wherever else you might have it. And the emotional frequency was dissatisfaction. Now, she was saying, well, Bifermentens, I don't remember him having anything in his digestive tract. And then she um, texted me back later and she said, yep, it's there. (laughs) So this little guy's having trouble with his ear and she said he was not in a very good mood. And I said, well, you know, if you think about it, you got an ear infection and a mouth, a tooth infection. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, you're feeling pretty lousy. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't be feeling huh. too good because a toothache, it just ruins your day. Sure. And an earache, too, you know, that's got to just hurt. And she had to take him to the to the vet um, to get some stuff for his ear because she said she was trying to, to work with him and it wasn't, you know, she was having a really difficult time and she was very worried about him. So when she took him in, he was not happy, of course, no. getting in a carrier because he's never gone anywhere. Ooh. And then um, to have to go to the vet, he wasn't happy there uh-huh. either. And now he's got to go back because I think they might have to take his teeth out. But we're working on him. We're hoping that maybe this will um, relieve some of that pressure Aww. for him. So he'll start feeling a little better, poor little man. Bless his little heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying dogs are in love with going to the vet, but taking your cat to the vet is not a fun <laughs> trip, as you well know. No, yes, especially, especially if they've never been in a carrier. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They don't really like being confined like that, mm-hmm. and they really don't like going to the vet. I know Herbie, mm-hmm. when I take him, he's big, too. And I took him in for um, a checkup just and for a rabies shot. That's the only one I get him. And... Um, he was hanging on to my arm with his paws. And <laughs> like, his, don't leave me. <laughs> and he was just like hiding his head under my arm. I mean, he was just like a little kid that was just mm-hmm. like, no way. And so mm-hmm. I had the vet. I said, you know what? You're going to have to do whatever you do here. I'll hold him. You know, just do whatever yeah. you need to do because I just can't put him through that. So I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like saying, can you give me the rabies shot? And I'll give yeah. it to him myself at home <laughs> yeah. because he's just, you know, I just can't. I don't know. Little kids and and animals, I I can't do it. So yeah. anyway, it's just a, it's hard. So anyway, poor little guys. We're hoping that everybody, all of our little animals, start feeling on the mend here. It's kind of odd that we have so many pets all of a sudden not feeling good. Yeah, but bless their little hearts. Uh, you know, for their contributions to the 
and yours to finding these frequencies to put in the database. So they're helping out a lot of people too, probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I was thinking this morning, I'm going, well, Buster, I'm going to have to check myself for that one too because my <laughs> I woke up with a headache, but I'm thinking it's more probably the sinus stuff. So we'll yeah. see what goes on with us. You know, I don't want to say I have every one of these. I probably, I'm sure I don't. But no. Anyway, we know we never know for sure, but it's it's <laughs> yay. You got the ability to check yourself. I'm like I'd be checking myself for sure. Anyway. Yeah, but if you just you know you could sit and dwell on yourself all day too, you know, True. And, or try to analyze and diagnose, right? Exactly, and it's just not <laughs> worth it. You know, it's just it's gonna all go, and yep. so you just have to. The way I look at it, and we've talked about this before, I just kind of look at this stuff and go, okay, it's there. Now get on with life. You know, I got more stuff it, to do. It's on there. I'm gonna get over it if it's in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it. So yeah. I just don't wanna spend my day thinking about it. That's a that's a good point. I mean obviously everybody would like to um look forward to being at the bottom of their imbalance barrel, but that's not the to me that's not the point. Healing is a process. It's not you know, it's not like we're here for waiting for an event. We've all felt really, really good <laughs> many, mm-hmm. many times over the years. Sure. It's just, okay, let's let's get rid of whatever um, you guys can find and add to the AIM database so that, you know, very little is left to, to buck us in the years to come. That's kind of the way I, I look at it. And then the other aspect, it was interesting. Um, I'd already planned on bringing this up, and then when you told me about yesterday about frequency 9317, and and I saw that it, it had one component it was similar to was yellow fever. It was mentioned in this article. So I wanted I want to just read a little bit of it. It has to do with Zika. Um, and then maybe just talk a little bit about, you know, things that acquired imbalances that we that we all, you know, run into on occasion. But um, to start with, just to reiterate that I think Stephen told us uh, three, four months ago now, he confirmed that you guys do have balancing frequencies in the database for Zika, correct? Yes. Okay. And this this article, this was written by a guy named Ronald Klein, who was actually the White House, White House uh, Ebola response coordinator. So he's somebody that I've you know I've done a little research on. I think I think he kind of knows his stuff. But the point they're making, and he's making, is that Zika. It's not that it's coming to the U.S., it's already here. He said it's, you know, it's not a question of babies, will babies be born with microcephaly from, from this Zika virus, but when and how many. And he talks about the need for global response to infectious diseases and early detection, early response, and so on. And he points out that little slowness going on here um, due to congressional delays on the funding, but he points out, you know, that was a problem, the slowness of reacting was a problem back in the in the Ebola days. It caused you know lots more deaths than needed in West Africa, and then we had the panic and confusion here. But what was interesting? This is a paragraph I thought was just it's interesting to be aware of this stuff, and also counter blessings that you've got so many balancing energies in the database for stuff we can acquire, but we can still acquire it. So it might be a good idea <laughs> to to avoid mosquitoes yep. or whatever else. But he said. He says, if it, if it seems like the world is being threatened by new infectious diseases with increasing frequency, and then he lists H1N1 in 2009 to 2010, MERS in, 
2012, Ebola in 2014, Zika in 2016, yellow fever on the horizon for 2017. Wow. That's because it is. These are not random lightning strikes or a string of global bad luck. This growing threat is a result of human activity, human populations encroaching on and having greater interaction with habitats where animals spread these viruses, humans living more densely in cities where sickness spreads rapidly, humans traveling globally with increasing reach and speed, humans changing our climate and bringing disease-spreading insects to places where they have not lived previously. From now on, dangerous epidemics are going to be a regular fact of life. We can no longer accept surprise as an excuse for a response that is slow out of the gate. And I just thought, boy, that's a that's a great paragraph. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, but when, when when he when he said yellow fever on the horizon for 2017, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Wow. But, and that also is just again, if people, especially if people are new to the program, this this was a hereditary frequency that you described, 9317, it's most similar to the frequency of yellow fever. So that just speaks to the fact that somewhere <laughs> ages and ages ago, somebody acquired yellow fever, right, mm-hmm. from a from a bug of some sort, I think you said, and mm-hmm. it didn't heal, and it got passed on hereditarily. There you go. So if somebody acquires yellow fever in 2017, as Mr. Klein was mentioning, and they've got hereditary imbalances that are similar to this. That's not going to be a fun time. <laughs> and and I don't I don't know I don't think they anybody knows that much about the Zika virus, even though it's not like it was it's not like it was just found last year. It was you know. No, it's been several. around for quite a while. Actually. Yeah, yeah, but it does not for new. something that has been around quite a while. There's so little known. I mean, who knows? It's just it's a little bit mind-boggling, but it's so true. I mean, this isn't the first time we've 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 read and talked about how people travel and things spread more easily. But this is just you know it's a it's a darn good reminder. Mm-hmm. You know, we read about these things in other countries, and then hello, it's not like there's a big you know wall up that the that the mosquitoes can't come here. And then I guess now too, there's um, Zika is it can be transmitted sexually. Oh, gee. From what I what I understand, so yeah, his, the article said there were like 200 in the U.S. and its territories. There were like 250 pregnant women that were found so far, but wow. reported to the CDC that have the Zika virus. Jeez. So that's what's saying it's not a question of of when, but you know, of if, but but when and how many. So I just thought, you know, this is just another another one of the many, 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 many reasons for pe- people to to check out the AIM program and all the advantages it can give us. Yeah, I mean, it's we got to also remember, too, that it's not the end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. I was yep. talking to a friend the other day, and um, we were talking about the program, and she's on the program and has been for some time. And we were, she was saying, well, what it kind of means to me, because we were talking about what it meant and, you know how she would, um, how she felt about it, or how she was feeling. We, I don't know. For some reason, we got on this subject, and she was saying that what it means to her is it's kind of, it's a tool, and it's mm-hmm. helped her to expand where she's going. She's the most energetic person, and she's always. I told her, I said, you're a kind of person that does not know the word can't. 
she she just it's not in her vocabulary. Yep. And she's always can. She starts new businesses. She's constantly and she's very successful at everything she does. And she she doesn't always stay in them. You know, she she'll open them up. It's kind of like a kind of like the um the the want to to make that stride and make it happen and then once it's happened then you're done with it and you want to move on and make something else happen. And she, so that's what she was saying. She said the aim program to her is this stepping stone. Mm-hmm. It gives her the platform. She's got all this knowledge and and stuff, but the aim program has helped her blossom. It's mm-hmm. cleared out all those cobwebs and so she's got all these paths in front of her and she said she sees all these roads with all these subjects and things that she's been wanting to do and so she just keeps going down one road Mm -hmm. she gets it done and she's just having a blast and that's what she was telling me it was more and that's probably not her words I'll probably have to have her say it again and I'll write it down and then I'll tell you exactly but that's kind of it in a nutshell but it was really interesting Mm -hmm. because that's Mm -hmm. the way she was seeing it she said emotionally she's so strong and she's been through a lot of you know challenges her life hasn't been one easy road and I don't think any of us could say our life has been an easy road. We've all had our ups and downs and things. So she said it's just really been a support system for her. Mm-hmm. And, and she sees it more as that rather than all these disease frequencies. That, right. she said, is over to the left. But yep. what she's seen is how her she's been able to overcome all of her obstacles, I guess, with mm-hmm. the help of the AIM program. And she knows that without the program, she wouldn't be able to do that. Well, and that, I, I think, too, that um, you had a lot of interesting words in there. You, you said she used the, the, the word platform, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's, that's important to remember. It's her platform. She, that platform was always there, but another word that she, you said she used was cobweb. So it's like the platform is there. This is all about you, mm-hmm. but clearing out the cobwebs, i.e., all these hundreds probably, of hereditary imbalances and their related emotional components, clearing those things out helped her uncover her platform. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which is which, and but that's it's it's so <laughs> it's a good reminder because we talk about frequencies and feeling the physical things a lot, but that's a good reminder that how everybody's experience is so vastly different. Really, you know, she may be somebody who was you know had. Good genes or good health are really good at taking care of herself too, which doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have to, you know, it's it's all parts to the pie. Yep. The puzzle, yep. you know, and we've got to make sure that we take care of the body that we have. Mm-hmm. We can't expect the AIM program to be the end-all, be-all. It's yep. a good platform, like she said, and it's a really good one, and it gives us that basis for the pyramid, but we've got mm-hmm. to have a good basis first. Yep. So that's where we're, we are. And so a lot of people, like when you talk about the AIM program to people, a lot of people will say, but I'm not sick. But yeah. It's not about that. That isn't. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> that's not, not what it's, it's not, you know, we have people that are on the program that probably are sick. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm sure we do. But we have all those people, too, that are like this particular woman mm-hmm. who just want to enhance their life here on the planet and do all that mm-hmm. they can do and and be as successful as they can and and do all those projects that she has mm-hmm. and she's yep. really an inspiration 
We'll have yeah. to have her come on the show sometime and talk because she's she's really interesting to to hear her side of how she has achieved all these things and. Yeah, I think you're right because I I think for as for as many people who find their way to the AIM program uh, or end up reading the book or you know taking it off their shelf where it's been sitting for years and years um, and finally reading it for as many people who come because of some significant physical issue that's developed or going on, I think there are just as many, if not more people, Roberta, who who seem to feel like, okay, there's something missing, can't quite put my finger on it, but they hear about the program, do their homework, and maybe it's they're, they're, just, just, they're not at the emotional level or the spiritual level that they want to get to. And that's the part of the program that, that piques their interest. Right. Um, that kind of support. So yeah, it's a very multifaceted uh, view that that different people have, but that's good because it's a multifaceted program. <laughs> that's Absolutely. what healing's all about. All the many facets of ourselves. Absolutely. So, well, this was this was a good discussion. Thank you. Um, as welcome. we go as we go into this uh, long weekend, and I think the message I read from Neil Donald Walsh's his uh, his daily message was okay. You know, you're basically your job is to go have fun. It's a must. <laughs> yes. And to make this the most fun weekend ever. And I'm like, you know, that's we should pay attention to these these phrases we hear all the time where it says have a good day or make it a great day. Well, seriously, make it. <laughs> make it fun. Yeah. Because we can make it whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're the the painter or we're the artist. So yep. make that day a beautiful day and if you're in a lousy space Lock yourself in your room for five minutes and kind of <laughs> let it go yep. until you feel that, and you'll come back to your center, and then you can go out and face the day on a, a better note. So if you woke yep. up, like they say, on the wrong side of the bed, which sometimes we do. Go back and then, try the other one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> go back go back in bed and try the other one. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, I might and have to try that. <laughs> yeah, and we want to thank all of the people of the armed forces, yes. the ones current and the ones who have lost their lives, they all paid the ultimate price. But so many of our, um, I was going to, there's a story. I'm just going to say this real quick because it's a Memorial Day thing. Um, here we have on our Channel 5, we have what we call the Surprise Squad. I don't know if you've ever yeah. seen this. But mm-hmm. the other day they had two um, they had two military guys. And it was so interesting because they were um, in Afghanistan, I believe. And um there was three of them, and they were going out for this mission. And one guy said before he left, he had this gnawing feeling in his stomach to talk to his wife. So he called his wife, and she was telling him that she is pregnant, and she was going to have, a, you know, they were pregnant. So he was very excited, and um, but he was nervous about this mission for some reason. And they went out, and he said 20 minutes in, they got blasted. Mm. And the young man in their platoon passed away he was 21 gosh it just broke my heart wow. good looking guy and but he said he saved the two of them and i don't remember the whole story because it was quite a tear-jerking story it was really hard to watch first thing in the morning i'll tell you but i couldn't let it go because i really wanted to see it and the one one is i believe he's 26 and he lost his hand his left mm. hand 
And what they were trying to do is um, they were putting money together to, they were short $1,500 for a regular hand for him. Right now he had a claw and he wanted, um, of course, a hand because he's a young man and sure. he wants to meet a woman and have a life like all the other young guys that are out there. And he really liked wrestling and all these physical activities, which he's no longer going to be able to do because he only has one one arm. So um, they gave him the $1,500 a check so that he could do this. But they had all these other um, companies here in Las Vegas coming together and coming on the show and talking to him and, and bringing him, you know, things. He wanted to go to the wrestling match. And evidently this weekend, I don't follow all this, but mm-hmm. this weekend there's a big wrestling match. And so he got the two of them, the, the man with the, the wife, he was fine physically but emotionally scarred and so he has taken in his um, gunnery sergeant and so he's living with him here in Las Vegas with his wife and they Mm. named their baby after the other sergeant that passed away so um, and they were showing all this how this they were so connected these guys and it was just I don't know it's just really interesting so for Memorial Day I just think of these guys and Mm -hmm. I think here are these young men coming back and you know you can think about it in two different ways I guess yes we shouldn't be in a war but you know then there's these people who are brave and want to put their lives on the line and here are these two guys and they're very young and um just really great guys, and they're doing a Harley run. So Harley of Las Vegas was giving some money to an organization for the fallen soldier, and really interesting. But anyway, heartfelt story. I had to share that because it's Memorial Day. Very good. No, it was a good story. Yeah. So, super. So, so when you see those military weekend. people, you know, give them yeah. a heads up. Yeah, give not them a just high this five. weekend, Thank but them. yeah, every every day, but especially this weekend for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, and have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Take good care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.